Hello, dear viewer and dear listener and people doing neither. It is I, Danny, and it is Carl, and we are a Burkham Wonderland. And this is ABW Live. Carl, how are you doing? We're in the fourth round, Danny, so I am very well. Can't argue with that. What are you more excited about, being in the fourth round or doing a podcast with me on Tuesday again? Danny, nothing excites me more than to see your pretty face uh, two days later. <laughs> I auto kind. Horrid child. Um, right, so uh, what was your thoughts on the lineup and what was your expectations before the game while I go and get the links and tweet people and let everybody know that we are live? All right, well, uh, the lineup surprised me a little bit. I thought um, the team was maybe a little bit stronger than I anticipated. Uh, I didn't expect Tierney to start. I honestly thought that. Um, Ainsley, Maitland-Niles would start in place of him because Tierney's been playing a lot of games and he has been running up and down that wing and I think we need to save him just a little bit. So I was surprised that he started, to be honest. Um, David Luiz coming into the squad, I pretty much thought that he would definitely come in um, considering that Gabriel was still um, unwell and also that... Um, Holding probably needs a little bit of a rest as well, also. Uh, I didn't expect to see Rannison in the squad, to be honest, because I thought, I think we definitely have lost faith in Rannison after um, the Man City game. How he played was just ridiculous. So I did expect to see Leno into the squad. Um, the, the, the other crux of the team was kind of maybe how I expected it, just because... Martellini's starting, we need runners and obviously it's unfortunate that he had to uh, be left out of the squad because he got injured in the warm-up which was very unfortunate, unfortunate. Oh, what have you done? I'm watching our Twitch feed on my phone and although I've muted my phone, it doesn't account for the Twitch feed, so there you go I've, I've had to mute my phone again Sorry, go on um, Yeah, and it was unfortunate that Martellini got injured in the warm-up, which um Obviously, it affected us a little bit because we then had to play William and then also, which we'll get onto William later because for me, <laughs> I've got so much to say about William. It's unreal. I just think that, yeah, um, he's not Arsenal quality in the in the slightest. I don't know, but we are where we are. Um, we had to play Joe Willock and also Reese Nelson. And Reese Nelson came in sort of at the, you know, like 10 minutes notice to say, oh, you're now starting, which it's not easy for any player. I mean, if you're, you should be almost automatically ready to come on. I get that. But, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm going to be on the bench and then 10 minutes into before the game, oh, by the way, you're now starting. You know, it's a lot for you to, you have to get your body warmed up properly and then also get your mind sort of into the game. So I think that affected him as well, but we'll talk about that later. And Aubameyang playing up front, well, he needs goals, doesn't he? He needs confidence. And Newcastle, I think they've lost before today, they lost like six games in a row. I think this was obviously a confidence boost game, Some a game that you could think, oh, maybe that he can uh, come in and get a couple of goals. But apart from that, the lineup was kind of as is it was you wanted to save the likes of Saka and the likes of Smithrow and the likes of Lacazette because they're at the moment our, our informed players and you don't want to play them every single game so yeah there you go 
Newcastle have not won in seven. The last time they won was against West Brom in the 12th of December and they beat them 2-1. So, yeah, not very good. I've now got um, Twitch working on my phone so that I can keep an eye on it. So if anybody does anything, I'll be able to see it right away. Uh, just highlighting all the people that are there. Yeah, I think there is a very clear um, uh, division between the best players and well, the first team and the second team because we saw in the in the well the, most of the game what happens when you go back and what play the players that we um, were playing for ages and where we had that terrible run, and then when we had the likes of like you're saying tyranny on the left hand sides and. Uh, who else? I think El Nenny was having a really good game, um, pulling all the strings, uh, getting the ball from the defence, passing around, out and about around everybody. Near the end of the game, he was a bit knackered and he was um, having a few loose balls. But it was nice to see him doing that. But we saw that, that the William, Pepe, Obama Young, to a certain extent, until the others came on and made him look good, which was important. Uh, who else was there? I didn't realise Reese Nelson only had 12 minutes. I, I knew that Martin Lilly got injured in the warm-up. He... Um, Davis's commentators are saying that he he didn't the warm up wasn't looking too good anyway. He's looking a bit um, tentative, a little bit on uh, on. They didn't know what was wrong with him. Then he injured himself. So I knew someone had come in, but I didn't know who because I was uh, I overslept as usual. And uh, who else was in there that wasn't overly um, influential? Um, Willock. And so we've seen those players that we've all played before in the terrible run, and we put them with them. We have with three wins in a row. And then we start bringing those ones back in again and we play shit again. So Arteta's got to realise that we can't bring... These players are just no good. But like you were saying, you can't rely on Tierney to do this week in, week out. And uh, the same with Saka and with Smith-Rowe because these players... It's not like the old days where you use 14 players in a season. There's so many games and there's so many um, pressures on the players. You've got to give them a rest. And so just looking at our upcoming fixtures... We have got uh, Crystal Palace on Thursday, and then we have got New- Newcastle again on. I did write Saturday. these down Saturday because yeah, because we're playing Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, just to make life easy. Um, so there are going to be some um, chances to people to rest. Crystal Palace a half decent team. I think we're at home to Newcastle in the Premier League. We can rest a few players there. Away to Southampton, we can't. Then we're home to Man United, and then we're away to Newcastle um, Villa. Wolves and then away to Villa, so we've got a run of games now where we really do need to have our best players playing. So having the game going into extra time like that, that's done us absolutely no favours. But three clean sheets in a row, four wins in a row, we can't grumble, can we? No, I think this team has had a, a massive turnaround, and credit has to go to the players that have come into the squad. Like you said, Danny, you know the when we was playing the likes of um, Abamyang with Willian. It was it wasn't good, uh, and Pepe it just it just wasn't good because we wasn't creating anything. And I think today was a game where those fringe players, the likes of Pepe, the likes of um, maybe Willock, and the likes of Reese Nelson, was you know was a kind of a, a shop window for Arteta to say, "Look at me, look at me." And I don't think any one of those impressed, not not one of them. Um, I, we'll talk about the, the individuals later, but I just think that there are certain players at this club that just not good enough, and we we keep um, holding on to these players for sentiment. But it's time to maybe cut our losses and set up. We're going to have to because we can't keep having players in this squad that are just 
not good enough. Like you said, Danny, we've got a, a strong running coming up, you know, with Palace uh, on Thursday. And Palace are no pushovers. You know, Palace are not shit in, in the slightest. And we have to make sure that we're, we're on our game. And we can't keep playing the same players week in, week out. Like, I don't know if you saw in, our, in one of the groups that we was talking about, um, when do we rest Tierney? We have to rest him at some point. He cannot play. He played 120 minutes today, you know, and he has played 90 minutes every single game for the last how many games? I don't, I don't know if you can find it, Danny. When's the last time he didn't start a game? I, I can't remember. So at the, at the moment, you know, he is the, someone that needs to rest. And maybe he gets rested on, I don't know, maybe when we play Newcastle again at home, maybe you, you do bring in... Uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles, because at the moment you ha- you can't keep playing Tierney. You, you just you ready for this? He right. played he played ninety minutes in the first game, missed the second game, and from League Game Three to League Game Seventeen, only once he didn't play the full ninety minutes, and that was against Leicester, and where he played left midfield, and he was taken off after eighty-one minutes. So he's virtually played the full ninety minutes for sixteen out of seventeen Premier League games, and. 14 in a row but in the Europa League he um he came off at 84 74 80 and 75 then missed the next two yeah so he's gonna be knackered yeah he and Tierney's not exactly the um <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't stroll doesn't do a William does he no, he, he, no not at all <laughs> he, he definitely plays the game at 100 miles an hour and also I'm not saying he's injury prone but he's not um he's not the most What's the word I'm looking for? The most robust player. Yeah, you know, he's like to get a few injuries. Yeah, he gets an injury and he's not a person to be out for a week. If he gets an injury, he's out for about three weeks, a month, if not more. So, yeah, I think he's going to need a resting. He has to. He just has to. But some of these players that you've looked at today, I just don't hold any hope, Danny. Like, um, I will, we'll keep... We'll, Talk about today's game. I think the first half for both teams was abysmal. I think <laughs> it was absolutely shocking. I mean, you and I were talking, and you were saying you're making notes, and I was saying, on what? <laughs> Pepe, shit. Uh, Willock gave the ball away. Like, it, it was just, it really was bad in the first half. And, I, and listen, I have to sort of flip it as well. Newcastle were playing with five at the back. And had no intention of trying to even get out. They were literally. Why would like, they? It was like they were being coached by Jose Mourinho, like literally. <laughs> and, but you're right. Why would they? Like they, they know that they can't attack us because we'll just hit them on a break. So, you know, they play to their advantage, their strengths. You know, they're gonna try and hit almost it as a rope dope, isn't it? It's like soak up all the pressure, and then see what happens. But. We just could not break them down in the first half, no matter what we did, no matter if we went through the middle, went through the left, went through the right. I mean, there were a few chances that we had, but, you know, when a team plays five at the back, it's very hard uh, to try and break them down. And we just had no answers for them in the first half at all. I I did a wonderful tweet. I said, at times, Willian looks like a puppy chasing bubbles. It was just all over the place. No, Pepe. Pepe, William wasn't chasing anything. What am I talking about? I need to go and say uh, a couple of quick thank yous. There is I, Claudius, has subscribed to his Amazon Prime. Very kind of you. Um, didn't you do it as well? No. Well, after this is finished, uh, you're uh, going to talk me through it. 
Okie dokie. And then Zarud, um, Zarduk, Zarakil um, followed us three days ago. And Wise Dream Bear, they followed us as well. Plus Nazika did um, use their Amazon Prime for the second month uh, a week ago. So, yeah, thank you very much to you. Like, if you do want to uh, use your Amazon Prime, I'm sure you know how. If you don't want to, then don't bother because I can't say I blame you. So, uh, yeah, loads of people in the chat. Uh, quite busy. That's really good. So uh, what was I going to do? I was going to go and have a look at my notes and see what I did. Uh, we've covered expectations, Martin Ellie in the warm-up. Uh, starting, yeah, I made a note of starting Leno and Tierney. What does that say about our squad depth? A bit worrying, isn't it? Because we don't have another left-back and we don't no. have another goalkeeper, like you were saying. This is, this is why um, I think even in, in one of the groups, I think Femi was saying that the reason maybe why AZ Make the Niles wasn't coming on because doesn't want to be cup tied. We have to keep AZ Make the Niles because we do not have another left back. So if God forbid anything happens to Tierney, AZ Make the Niles is the left back. So I don't see AZ Make the Niles going anywhere uh, in this transfer window at all. Uh, and, we, and if we did, we'd be very, very stupid because, like you said, we do not have uh, another left back at all, unless you're looking to play Saka there. And I think it's criminal if you play Saka at left-back because that takes away his attacking uh, power. And let's face it, he's probably... Well, he's our uh, starting right attacker, isn't he? Because at the moment, he's miles, miles ahead of Pepe and miles, miles ahead of William. So, yeah, to play Saka at left-back, I think, at the moment, would be kind of sacrilege. Um, to be honest, but Ranison as well, I just... I don't know what kind of scouting they did uh, on Runnison to think that he was going to be good. I mean, God forbid uh, anything happens to Leno this season because we would be uh, in the proverbial shitter. Uh, let's just be honest, because Runnison is not good enough. He he He's not. 100% he's not. Um, so we definitely... I, I, I can't see, unless we get unless uh, Marine beat that lot up the road um, tomorrow uh, and then we draw Marine in the next in the next round, mm -hmm. that's the only time I can see uh, Runnison getting the game. Uh, or we play Chorley. Shout out Chorley. They beat uh, Derby today. Um, we just... I, I just can't see Runnison playing because even the likes of you and I, Danny, can look at him and just say he's nowhere, ne he's nowhere near Arsenal quality. But then again, how many people in the squad are quote-unquote Arsenal quality? Not enough. Um, we are showing that some of the kids have come. Like we've been saying for ages, we, we know nothing. You were saying about Runnison, why did he come? Uh, our new goalkeeping coach knew him from a previous life and he was cheap and he wasn't even a starter for his French league team. Anyone who knew, who'd seen him play, he came into the French team, he was dropped after half a season and this season he wasn't playing at all. But it was cheap. But then again, he's come in on forty grand, allegedly forty grand a week, which is madness. And now Matt Macy's gone on loan for the rest of. He's only got six months left on his contract of Arsenal, so he's gone to Hibs. Uh, he was only on about nine grand a week. So um, I don't know if they've signed him permanently or just a short-term deal loan. Either way, I don't know. We we never really know anything, do we? But that's how he ended up at the club. Um, some of the other points that I made, if you can, Carl, find the questions and cut them and paste them into our chat so that we can come on to those later. Uh, there's been quite a few decent ones and some terrible ones. Uh, hello to everybody on Facebook. If you're watching us on uh, on any of the other platforms, go and say hello on Facebook. Go and give it a thumbs up. 
because at the moment we have an average listen on Facebook of two, and I'm one of those, and uh, I'm quite lonely on there. What did, what were your thoughts of William playing in the ten and then later playing at left wing? I don't think at any point he did anything. The whole he seems to be when it gets really cold, I stop moving, um, and as a man from Brazil who's used to it being warm. Do you think that maybe when it gets really cold, he's like me, he just turns into frozen sausages because he was terrible. At, uh, his his decision-making was slow. His passing was slow. His first touch wasn't good. He's, uh, and then it, there was a couple of times where he'd have a chance and he'd take and he'd go, um, what should I do here? I'll have a look around. In fact, at one point, I made a note. Uh, at 32 minutes, Alba sets up Pepe, and yet again, just like William and Nelson, he takes too long to make up his mind and he gets tackled. Um, before that, I put Tierney down the left, turning people inside out, brilliant low cross, and Nelson falls over himself, and like William, takes too many touches and too long to take a shot. And then comes back to 24th minute, Louise to Aubameyang, Aubameyang runs down the left brilliantly, has a shot, keeper parries it out to William, who takes a dozen touches, cup of tea, wrote a book, and then put it over. Those three comments from the 24th to the 32nd minute, just show my anger at William taking all day. And we've seen with the likes of um, Martinelli and Saka and Tierney, you don't have time to take two or three touches, have a look round. You've got to have an instinctive, I'm either going to give it to someone else when you're in the box or you're going to have a whack and try and do something with it. Unless you're Pepe, then it doesn't matter which of those you do, it's going to go over or go wide. But his decision-making of someone who is a, a proven international and a winner and a, and a, a pro, what's he, 31 years old, coming up to 32 soon, like most 31-year-olds are. His decision-making was horrendous. He takes so long to do nothing. Are we having the, the William talk now? Okay, let's not. <laughs> I mean, that's what they want. William is shockingly bad. <laughs> and, and, I genuinely, and I genuinely mean this. He is shockingly bad. He doesn't run. He gets the ball, he passes it. And whereas, no, like Emil Smith rolls go. He got the ball, he tackled the guy, he passed it, and he carried on running. And he got into the box, chest down, scored. If that was William, he would have not carried on running. He would have stopped. Because that's, I don't know if he's tired and if he's just old now. The William that we have now is not the William that was at Chelsea. And I don't know what... How has he gone from one to the other in, in, in one preseason? Because maybe we're just... I, I have no idea. But the fact of the matter is... Um, we ain't going to get rid of him. I was just having a word uh, talking to, to Jace on Twitter and I was saying, this is going to turn into another Urza situation because he's not going to leave. He's, didn't he sign a three-year contract, I believe? Three years? And well, used to be one year. <laughs> and he's not going to... Why, why would he leave? He knows this is his last contract. So he's not... Or his last big contract. He's not going to leave. So we are now in another Urza situation with William where for the next two years... He will happily just take his money. Of course he's going to just take his money. Why would he not? And this is why I don't have a problem. Well, we're not talking about Ozil today, but um, why I don't have a problem with him, Ozil. Arsenal said, I will pay you X amount for this amount of years. Ozil said, okay, then all of a sudden, Arsenal don't want to pay him X amount for that many years. Why should he leave? He's got no, he doesn't have any need to. And the same thing is going to happen with Willian because he is not good enough. I don't think he's good enough to be a fringe player. And yes, I'm saying this after what maybe six months of him being here, but he doesn't run. It's it's just like he's it's like his boots are in mud. He gets the ball. You know, William at Chelsea was really good. Let's be very honest. He was not okay, he was 
no, he was good because he used to find his little pockets of spaces. He used to pop up here, there, and everywhere. He'd be on the left, he'd be on the right, down the middle. He's just shockingly bad now. He doesn't. He he doesn't see the passes that you like. There was one. I think it was the first half where he came in and he easily could have taken the the, the shot with his right foot. He didn't. He let the ball bounce over to his left, and then he skied over the flipping. Ah, um, uh, what have you done? Over the stadium. What have I done? Oh, someone said, look at Ozil's post on Instagram. It says, having coffee with my love or something like that, translated. It looks like he's in Turkey, doesn't it? I don't think that's his front room. Oh, maybe not. There you go. Someone said, look at it. So I did. Yeah, so you're saying, and he got it, and he put it over the bar? Over the stadium? Yeah. Over the moon? It went high, and you're like, I'm here sitting, why do you not take that with your right foot? Like, why did he need to put it on his left foot? Like, it's just... It's just really bad at the moment, and, and this is. The, I'm so happy that now, um, like the likes of Martellini and Smith Rowe and Saka have come in because they are they are now our first team. They are the first team strikers at the moment, and or the first team front three because at the moment you're looking at the likes of William and Pepe, and they are just not good enough. They're not Pepe for me today was. 18 Again, months of being shit, Cal. He's got to go as well. And I, Danny, question for you, just a quick question. Would you take 30 million for Pepe right now? Yes, I would take any amount of money. He, I mean, is, I, he's broken. You know, you know, like um, Mkhitaryan. Um, Emery broke Mkhitaryan. Emery broke um, Terraya, Terraya, Lucas. And now Pepe's broken. And you watch, these players will go off. Mkhitaryan is one of the best players uh, at Roma, maybe even the top 10 players in Serie A um, for last season and this season. And he's so good, Roma have just offered him a new contract. Terea is just magnificent. He's not really having much time. He's played about 12, 13 games for Atletico, mainly bit part player. But look what um, he was, man of the match, game after game, wasn't he, for us? And now William, he was, he, he was magnificent for Lille. And people keep saying, use him the way... He needs to be used. Well, there's at some point you're going to stop saying, like if you're at work and they keep trying to get you to uh, make everybody wooden furniture, at some point you're going to go, well, I, I'm not here to make wooden furniture. I can't keep making wooden furniture and you're going to go and do your job that you're there to do. Eventually, Pepe has got to realise, if I'm being told to do something that is making me look bad, after 18 months, maybe, I know Arteta may not like it, but maybe occasionally just do what you want, son. Go out there and show people what you can do because your career is on its fucking ass. Hundred percent. I think he's. Thank you. Definitely. If he, Pepe. The problem is Pepe has no right foot whatsoever. So for me, it becomes very easy to play against Pepe because all you've got to do is don't let him come inside. And I know it's probably easier said than done because you know he does his uh, tricks and stuff, and he turns one way, turns the other. He but can't we, do what Saka does, where Saka can do it either foot and make you yeah, look like an idiot. But this is the problem. Pepe always wants to come inside, so it then becomes very, very easy to play. I mean, if you're a manager, all you would tell, if you're, if you're man marking Pepe, you just say, yeah. just, just literally every time he tries to come, uh, gets the ball, take a step to the left because that's what he's going to do. So you're automatically pushing him to the right hand side and he doesn't have a right foot. He wants to do another spin and come in. So it's very easy. You stand off him and, and take a step to the left. That's 
you you literally man marked him out the game, and that's all you've got to do. Because Is no matter a lack what, of does, intelligence or a lack of confidence or a bit of both, maybe a bit of both. It's, it is a bit of both because how can now you you do the same thing over and over again? Now I I can't see I can't see him remaining at the club for a long time, and we're going to take a massive massive loss on him, huge loss. But we're paying is, those bills whether he's here or not. Yeah, I, but the thing is, I don't know who takes him. Does he go back to France? Who with France on his ass at the moment because of the lack of the TV deal? Who who takes Pepe? Do you, do you put a Pepe out to loan? You can't loan out Pepe. You paid seventy odd million for a player. You can't loan him out. So where does you know how do you solve a problem like Pepe? What do we actually do with him? It's for me. It's that was a bad. It was a bad buy. And um, I know Chris Trump. I call Chris Trump because obviously he's, like he's got him and Donald are the same. Lost their Twitter accounts, but um, <laughs> um, our very own pirate Trump. I know, but at the same time, like yes, in France he was brilliant. Well. You know, that season we bought him, didn't he score like 24 goals, I want to say? Yeah, but, most of them, half of them were penalties, but he was he was on fire. But it just hasn't worked out for him. I mean, you gave him the, the first season, everyone was like, oh, it's his first season, we'll see. Okay, but it's still the same. It's still exactly the same. The man has, no, as a professional footballer, and he has no right foot whatsoever. So, so who's going to look at him, like you were saying, and go, oh, I want him to come and play for my team? No Premier League team. No. The only thing he's got is his time in France and someone there go, well, we might have him on loan for the rest of the season. Meanwhile, we're paying, I think we've made a deposit and then we're paying the rest over the next four. I don't think it was five equal payments. Um, maybe it was a maybe 30 million deposit and the other 42 million over the next four seasons. But either way, we'll be paying more for him every season than we'll get we'll, than we'll get for a loan fee because we're not getting a ten million loan fee. No, not at all. I don't. But the thing is, I just don't know anybody who looks at Pepe right now and says, "Do you know what? We'll take him." He is really. I, I, you're right when you say he's broken, and oh. who's going to fix him? But the problem is, no matter who, no matter how he goes, whether he goes on loan or whether he goes on, and let me make this clear, I don't think he goes on loan anywhere. You don't buy someone for 70-odd million and loan them out. And if we sell him, we're not getting more than 25 million for him, if that. And then that will be overpayments. Uh, Chris Lodato puts, would never have guessed we won the game by the way you two are acting. Wait, wait, wait until four minutes before the end of the show. That's when we're <laughs> going to start showing our excitement. Uh, Rudy, as always, has come in with some quality quotes. Cheers, Rudy. Arteta on William. I think he was improving and improving. Mm, that's bullshit. He's been out as well because he was ill. He missed two weeks of training and football. Well, Arteta knows more than we do, so we're going to have to go with that, aren't we? Indeed. Um, I mean, I want every player to become good. I, I, I want William to show me up and be like, oh, I'm going to get a hat-trick against Crystal Palace. Well, I hope he doesn't play against Palace, but, you know, or I'm going to play against Newcastle uh, in the next game and, 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 and do something good. But William hasn't shown me anything in the time that he's been at Arsenal for me to think, oh, he's really good. Pepe the same. Pepe gets one goal here, two goals here. And everyone starts raving about him. And then he becomes shit for the next six or seven games. But do you know what? Um, Chris Dato's right. We'll, we'll concentrate on, on the good things. 
And we'll talk about the second half. Now, Danny. Hold on. Before we go there, quote from our very own Simon Collings, at SR underscore C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S for all the best breaking news from Simon who works for The Standard. He says, Arteta on Martinelli. I was in my office before the game and one of the coaches came in and said that Gabby had hurt himself. He had that he twisted his ankle. I went into the medical room and he was in tears. Twisted. Oh. Twisted's okay. It's not good. Let's hope it's literally just a week out and um, back to normal. Mm. Let's hope. I mean, obviously, he'll miss the Palace game, won't he? Definitely. Um, so that was all my notes. I made a note of 8, 24, 27, 32, basically moaning about William. So, second half. Take us, uh, give us some of your thoughts. Um, it was very telling how early Emil Smith Rowe came on. I think the manager had seen enough of. Uh, was it Reese Nelson that came? No, not Reese Nelson. It was. Um, he came on for. I'm just looking now. Um, yeah, the first Reece one to yeah, come on. He came off. He came off Reese Nelson, didn't he? Yep, for 56 minutes, there you go. Yeah, so for me, that's telling how early he came on, because I think... It wasn't Reece working. Nelson yeah, Reese Nelson didn't have a good game, to be honest. He gave the ball away a lot, and his passing just wasn't there. It seems like he's trying to do a bit, a little bit too much. So I think it was the right choice. I think every when, when we saw him warming up, I think it was either going to be Willock or uh, Nelson, and it just came to be Nelson to be honest. And yeah, Emil Smith-Rowe came on uh, and the game kind of changed because we had runners, we had a runner and that's what we needed. We needed someone who would get the ball, pass it and then carry on running. And we just didn't have that when we played Nelson uh, and William. And then William came off uh, for, who did William come off for? William came Sixty-sixth minute for Saka, yeah. Again, and and Jacka on for Willock and and that's the, the game. game even even Jacka coming on, and you know, I'll be very honest with you. I've been one of Jacka's critics, but he definitely changed the game. I think he more than anyone changed the game because there was someone in the midfield who was getting the ball and he was actually passing it forwards for once and. I think that's what we needed. We needed someone to try and take charge in the midfield. I mean, El Nene and, we- and um, Willock, the midfield too, was never going to work, was it? Let's be honest with you. Even no matter who we played, um, Willock was, again, not very good. And we'll talk about those two in the second as well, because I think Nelson and Willock both need loans where they play week in, week out somewhere, even if it's... Uh, in the championship, I think they need to go somewhere. Good enough for not a team struggling against relegation, not a Sheffield United or a West Brom in the Premier League, but a team in the South, maybe the Midlands, that are mid table, someone like Southampton, maybe a team that's going to play Southampton's team. Neither Willock or Nelson are getting to Southampton's team. No way, no way. You need. <laughs> Maybe they do need to go to a Sheffield United where they're going to play week in, week out and get yeah. used to the rough and tumble. Yes, it's going to be a different quality. They're not going to be sort of zipping it around and getting them passes around. But maybe they just need to get playing. And once they get playing, yeah, I mean, I would send them even to maybe a, a Crystal Palace. I think 
everything, everything with us is Crystal Palace. They're just a good football-playing side. Oh, we've, uh, yeah. oh, remind me to ask the, our WhatsApp group. We've got um, a Crystal Palace podcast that sent us 10 questions to ask, and so we've got a reply to all 10. All right, no worries. I forgot to tell everyone. And Rudy's got another quote. Cheers. Rudy did actually do the one I said was from Simon. So, Rudy, keep the quotes coming in. Um, I didn't see there was a second one. Rudy says, Arteta on party. There's two in the E's and A's there. It confuses me. We assess the situation and how much training he's done, and he was a little bit short. He's feeling really good at the moment. What a difference that's going to make when he comes back. Are you, are you, are you excited? Yeah, I mean... I'd love to know who he's going to play. I think um, if he's going to play Xhaka and Partey in the middle, I think that's going to be an interesting combination because I still think they're maybe a little bit similar. Uh, but do you know what? I think with Partey in the middle, then you've got Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, Martellini up front and a rejuvenated Lacazette. You know who? Who knows? Um, it, it, I'm interesting to see, and I, I, I really can't wait for it to happen. I think that once we get our quote-unquote full squad back, we'll see, and whatever additions we make in January, uh, we'll see in it. Um, but Danny, question about the game: cool. How worried were you when Emil Smith Rowe got that red card? I mean. The Newcastle player, he screamed like flipping he'd been a small child. Come on, that was ridiculous. <laughs> but I was worried. I when you first looked at it, I thought, shit, that looks like a red card. And then as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, nope, not in a month for Sundays was that a red card. Do you do you think the referee made gave the red card based on the Newcastle player's reaction? Because it's slightly <laughs> Can't be for the foul because he didn't see the foul properly. Um, hold on, Rudy. I think this is the rest of another quote from Rudy. He says, uh, he, he maybe about party, he listens to our us experienced players a lot, and he's so important to us. You can see how many balls he recovers, how many key balls he plays at the front. Uh, I didn't think I knew there was something up with it when Smith Road just stood there, he didn't normally. Uh, a play when they get sent off will be angry or they'll go and argue with the ref or they'll walk off. He didn't. He just stood there and went, oh, I, I can't lift my hands up high enough because I'm all I'm knackered. But uh, yeah, he just stood there looking at the ref. And then our players came over and, Ma- and Mari put his hands behind. I called him Mari and Mari. Pablo put his hands behind his back and was, was um, quiet about it. And they all gathered around the referee. And then, because I think at one of the other FA Cup games, there was no VAR. And I just automatically assumed there was no VAR today. And then it turns out there was a VAR. And he went and checked it. VAR Premier League games. Premier League ground, sorry. Uh, Yeah. Um, So he went and checked it. Rightly so. And he changed his decision. I don't even think it was a yellow because he barely made any kind of contact with him. But it has to be because, like in in the old days, you could could dive and and get penalties and and get your your, um, people sent off. And, uh, yeah. Well done to the referee. You uh, you didn't have to go and look at VAR, or you could have gone no nope, and been an ignorant twat. But since the referee's got so much grief for not looking at the the um, the screen, you went and did it. And all credit to the referee. Well done. What yeah, do you think? I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of VAR. I, I no, I'd get like rid it. of it. Fuck yeah, it I off. really don't like it. But you know, credit where credit's due. The referee knew that he looked at the screen and saw that he made a clear and obvious error. 
And he changed it. Like you said, Danny, I don't think it was even a yellow card, but I think it's one of those yellow cards I had to give it because, you know, it was a red. I don't want to seem to be a dickhead. But my issue is he made the decision to send him off based on the Newcastle players' reaction. And the Newcastle players' reaction was so over the top. It was just... They were. They hadn't come to play football, had they? So any chance they could get to make the game a bit more even for them, they were going to take. I mean, yeah. And then we also had a penalty decision uh, with Aubameyang. What did you think about that? Definite penalty. Again, the referee... I think while they were doing it, because... The feed I was watching, I've got two um, of those IPTVs, and luckily they were, it was on BBC, and one of them is a minute and a half behind the other, so I had both of them going. So I'd have the, the main one going, I'd see it, because the, re- the replays are usually so shit and short or they don't do them, I'd then go and have a look at the other one, and then I'd be able to know what's coming up, and I'd go and watch it again. And I'm sure they said, while I was watching the, the old one, that VAR has reviewed it, and it wasn't a penalty. Well... It bloody was because the player, um, he ran between the two players and the player to his left, as we were looking at it to our right, he, he put his left foot backwards and his heel tripped up a bummier. Definite penalty. But they did say later that it wasn't um, intentional. So, you know, you know, ABW when it comes to the rules, I'm sure if um, uh, Daytac is in there, she'll put us right. But uh, <laughs> like with the throw-ins and things, but from someone who has never read the football rule book, I'd say penalty. Carl, I agree. I, I thought it was a penalty. I've seen Man United get penalty for Leicester. I mean, Pogba <laughs> they tripped the over. wind blowing. Pogba tripped up over his own feet last week and got a penalty. So, yeah, for me, it, it was a penalty, hundred um, percent. Um, towards the end of the game. Danny, we almost got scared, didn't we? Um, Newcastle, Andy Carroll <laughs> nearly scored. The Leno triple save. That oh, Actually, I'm going to go and have a look and see what rating they gave Leno because Leno should have got a 9 out of 10 rating for that game just for that triple save. He's done bugger all. He not had to do anything. He got a 7.1. So if you've got Leno, it doesn't count in the fantasy football, does it? Because that's three saves. That would have been three instant points. No, uh, most of the people in our, um, our fantasy football have all got Spurs and Man United players in their teams and level because they're scumbags. But... What a save. What reactions. That is, that just shows how good Leno is, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> would I still have, would I have taken uh, Emmy over Leno? I, I'm, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I genuinely would have uh, kept uh, Martinez over Leno, but that's hindsight. And it's, yeah, uh, did have a run with Villa where they let in like 12 goals in five games or something like that. He's not been magnificent. He's, he's no. sometimes he's, he's played really well, and the other times he's just played average. But he can't. We can't. We haven't got the money to have two players that no, both. No. We needed. Well, listen, we got twenty million for a second choice goalkeeper. Mm. You couldn't. You couldn't a year ago, a year yeah. before that, we'd have got a million for. So we can't really exactly. grumble. But so, if, yeah. if you're, the only way I'd have seen Leno go and Martinez stay is if we could have got forty million for Leno and twenty million for Martinez. Then I'd have said, well, sell Leno. Because Martinez has been at the club. It's his boyhood club. He's been here since he was, I don't know, 18, but, 17, something like that. Yeah, it was one of those things. But that save was absolutely brilliant. And I think it was a mixture of poor defending as well. Uh, again, you know, a, a better player would have scored that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, and we was very, very lucky 
very, very lucky um, that he's managed to pull off, uh, and they say it's Andy Carroll, uh, the 35 million wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah, he should have. I mean, could you imagine if we had Andy Carroll in our team with um, Tierney putting them all those crosses? We win every game night, well, for the first <laughs> half hour, we'd score a load of goals. <laughs> we win every game, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, do you know what? If, if I was a Newcastle supporter, I'd be really pissed because there's no way he shouldn't have put that in the back of the net. No way. He, you know, let's be honest, if you're a striker, you should be scoring that. But, you know, thanks to our, our wonderful goalkeeper, Leno, it was a brilliant save and kept us in the game. And the game went to extra time. And even then I was thinking, oh, it's definitely going to penalties, isn't it? This is ridiculous. And I was just annoyed that one that we was playing extra time because our players, you know, the, the fixtures are thick and fast and even just playing extra half an hour takes its toll on, on players. Definitely. Um, what we don't need when we've only got a few players in those, a few really good players in those positions and a run of all these games coming up. You're right. Yeah, it was just ridiculous, but you know, in this, in this, in extra time, it's almost like the game came to life, didn't it? It's almost like, that's when they started to play. And, you know, thank God, we started to uh, break them down a little bit, I think. And that was due to, uh, again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Granit Xhaka literally controlling the midfield and playing the balls uh, down the line and getting the ball quickly to sort of uh, the front players. And they were applying pressure sort of just beyond the Newcastle uh, area, because that's what that's how our goal came. We applied pressure. He, um, I can't remember who it was, but lost the ball. And Emil Smith Rowe brilliantly didn't stop running. Um, managed to get the goal, and I think even Lacazette, Lacazette coming on, definitely also changed the game. I mean, our Josh, uh, he even said it: if Lacazette comes on, we win the game. And I think that's what we needed—that link-up play in the middle, someone who. Calm chaos. Do you remember when Sonogo came on in the cup final and he just created havoc? I think that's what we needed. We needed somebody who could just come on and get that little link-up play. And I think it was brilliant what he did. Uh, like I said, because he definitely got that flick on. He, you know, he deserves to get the um, the assist bonus because obviously, you know, he's a poor footballer. He needs it. And um, Emil Smith-Rowe, Brilliant finish as well. I thought it was a, a very good finish. What did you think, Danny? Um, Carnage says that you said that party and the Shaka are similar and they want to know if you're high and drunk. I don't think Carl does drugs and I don't think he gets drunk. So, No, I, 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 answer the question, then I'll answer that question later. What was the question you asked me? I was looking at reading the thing. What did you think of um, the first goal? Ah, well, uh, my notes uh, for the first goal. Uh, what minute was it? Um, oh, what minute was it? I'm, I'm going to have to go and look at it because I've got so many notes. Right, here we go, the game. And the goal was in the oh, 100, that's why I can't find it, in the 109th minute. Uh, so what's that going to work out as? Uh, they're not there, Pepe on. A great one. I can't find the goal. No, makes it two saves. No, that was the red card. No, Mary brought uh, touches. 
See, I've just gone and done the minutes in like the eighth minute of extra time. So, so it would have been, I've put Mary Ball out of the defence in our own half to the feet of Pepe, who yet again takes, no, that's not it. I can't remember the first goal. Is it so, Saka? Was it Smith to Laka to Laka to Saka, Saka back to Smith, and then he scores from a very narrow angle. Great work. Yeah, so the Newcastle oh. guy loses the ball. Um, Smith Rowe gets the ball. Yes. Oh, it's all on the left-hand side, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, so um, a, lot of, a lot of running, a lot of passing, a lot of passing back and a few one-twos, and then um, a very narrow-angled shot into the bottom left-hand corner. Oh, it hit the post as it went in, didn't it? There you go. I'm 50 years old, people, and I'm high on Sudafed, so uh, you have to forgive me. And I'm running uh, five different browsers and three different apps, so I'm, I'm, I'm working very busy. Magnificent. Yeah, it just shows what a difference when... If Aubameyang would have been playing in the centre there, I think Aubameyang's reactions at the moment are too slow. Lacazette has just come on, and Lacazette is in an amazing run of form to get involved in that and to have this is a, that is yet another really good goal. And it, when we have these players who want to play, the younger players, and you put Lacazette in with them, this is the kind of thing that happens. We've seen those brilliant goals against West Brom and the two goals tonight, both brilliant goals, well played, working down the left-hand side, Tierney selling people dummies like he's working at Mothercare. I think I've read that as a tweet somewhere, although Mothercare's shut down. So it's just brilliant. And all these players, they all want to attack. They all want to do well. And for Tierney in the, so that was the 109th minute, to still be able to run down there, turn someone inside out and have the, the wherewithal about him to pass it back to someone else and set up the goal just you just watched that and I just sat back and I applauded and I thought this is what we can do when the right players with the right attitude are playing and they want to win and I was delighted you yeah I mean the Aubameyang goal was exactly that I mean when someone can make that sort of run that deep into the game you know, you think to yourself, what is he drinking? All the iron brew uh, <laughs> that he's drinking is coming to use. But yeah, it's just brilliant. And Aubameyang being in the right place at the right time, that's what you want from your striker. That's exactly the sort of goal that you want him to score. And again, that could be a confidence booster. That could be the goal that sparks him into the form of late last season when he was just he was our saviour, let's be honest. He was just literally saving us so, so much. And for me, like you said, when you've got the right players around him, I mean, Arteta now knows he's got a first team and a second team. Uh, the first team is definitely Martellini, uh, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. They've played themselves into the starting lineup for Arsenal and the likes of Pepe and William um, have a lot to do to get back into this team because they're just at the moment not really good enough. So formerly knows, but Laka, Saka, and Smith Rowe are playing with the same wavelength at the moment. It was almost like peak Giroud, Ozil, Sanchez when you could see all three of them were working together and the goals were flowing. This now, unlike then, we got a decent goalkeeper and decent defenders, and I think Mari Mari need. Mari needs uh, and uh, that ball that he did, where he dropped it from just outside of a uh, halfway into our own half, over the entire of their defence onto the feet of Young, I think it was, and then um, I think it was going a little bit too fast, and Young couldn't keep up with it, and he had a shot and put it wide. That that him and Louise are both are able to do balls like that. So I think uh, and Mari had a really good game as well. It's uh, 
it's great to see players playing in the right positions with confidence. I love it. I know we're, yeah. just, we're going back on that, and it's not what we're currently talking about. Yeah, right, but... We've got one of those good problems because yeah. when Gabriel comes back in, you know, we we can only have one left-footed um, centre-back, you know, so we've got Mari and Gabriel, you know, right there. I think at the moment we, I personally would, you've got to keep your informed players in the squad. And that's just me. So for me, even when Gabriel does come back, and I think he may be back for the Crystal Palace game on Thursday, you've got to keep Mari in, t- uh, in the squad. Because at the moment, he's playing well. He's playing well enough to keep his place. And if so happens that, you know, he drops form, then, okay, you take him out. But you keep your informed players in. Just because someone is back from injury uh, and they were a starter, you, you've got to keep the players that are playing well. So at the moment, you, you are going to play Mari. You are going to play uh, Tierney. You are going to play Lacazette. And at the moment, Xhaka, because he's in form at the moment, and Saka, and Smith-Rowe, and, you know, Marcelini when he comes back. I mean, I can't see Marcelini playing the Newcastle, uh, the Crystal Palace game, so you're probably looking at Willian on the right again. And let's hope that, we, you know, let's be honest, it probably will be Willian. Um, unless, no, he'll probably play, no, he'll play Abamyang on the left, Saka on the right, and Mill Smith-Rowe in the middle, and he'll play Lacazette up front. So maybe we might escape... Um, William playing, but yeah, and there, there, Danny, we're into the fourth round. We are, um, did we no, talk we, about the second goal? We did. You got the you got it mixed up. You got the, the first yes. and the second goal mixed up. I certainly did. I just remembered now. I'm doing so many different things. <laughs> Someone said we've got subtitles on our Facebook. Subtitles. Oh, Phil McHenry says we've got subtitles, must be automatically generated. Good luck with my pronunciations. Um, Richard Morris says, am I too late? Never too late, Richard. It's good to have you. And uh, also, Mr. Waffles, David, you're a very bad man. You should know we're live. Sort your life out. Um, but are. yeah, Danny, we're into, the, we're into the, the next round. I mean, you know, we haven't got a third round exit. We we still able to defend our trophy at the moment. Um if he does go on to win the FA Cup this season, don't matter about who we beat, but if he does uh, win the FA Cup this season and we finish, I don't know, where we are now in the table, 11th, I want to say. Something like uh, that. Would you describe it as a good season? I'm just going to check where we are in the table. We are currently 11th and we are only six points away from fourth. <laughs> um, just looking in the FA Cup, who is out? Uh, Crystal Palace are out. Uh, Aston Villa are out. Premier League teams that are out that might give us some kind of grief. Um, Sheffield United got through. Leicester got through. Fulham got through. West Brom are out. Got beat by Blackpool. Newcastle are out. They got beat by us. And Middlesbrough oh, have been beaten by Brentford. Decent team. Southampton was postponed. Um, any um, Tomorrow, I don't think there's any... No, there's no more big teams that can go out. So, and Chelsea play on Monday, aren't they? Uh, I've certainly gone up to. Oh, no, West Ham's playing on Monday against Stockport. That's what I've got here. So it doesn't go any further than that. Um, Chelsea, oh, Chelsea playing at home to Morecambe. I don't think Morecambe are going to do anybody any favours. They're going with Fat Frank. You never know. Um, 
May United I'm paid sure. now to Watford. So your question is, would I consider it a good season if we won the FA Cup? We don't need to win the FA Cup. He's won a trophy. I think he needs to, he needs to concentrate on getting in. I'm not sure if this team's ready for Champions League football. But, no. But we do, because there's two ways to get in. You've got top four, which is Liverpool, Man United and Man City are going to finish top three. Everyone at fourth place in there is up for grabs. And then we've got Benfica in the Europa League. Benfica, they're a half-decent side. The way we're playing with the right players, we can go there and get through to the next round. So I'm not so overly bothered about the FA Cup games. I'm more concerned about getting further in, further up the table and further in the Europa League. But have we got the investment and the players so that we can do well in the Champions League next season? Because that is a hell of a jump from the team that has struggled like we have from first half of this season to being able to compete in the Champions League. That is not something, that is a step too far for us. So, I mean, obviously, if you do get into, I mean, we'll talk about this more on the pod. So, but Mm. if you do get to the Champions League, investment has to be made. I think investment has to be made in January. Um, but no, no money coming from ticket sales or match day no. stuff. That's going to severely um, hamper our, yeah, our ability to get players. It's definitely going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt us. But we'll talk about this more in the pod. But um, yeah, I'm happy that we're through to the next round. Um, let's hopefully see if we can win our 15th FA Cup. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hmm? Zoidberg says number fifteen incoming. Yes, let's let's let's, let's <laughs> hope, uh, Danny. I'll let you read the questions, but um, yeah, let's hope that we we actually do get to you know see us our, our team lift the lift the cup again because you know everyone loves a trophy, even if it's just the FA Cup. You know, everyone loves a trophy, and you know it's a good day out. Well, not that there'll be any fans in the stadium, but you know it's just. It brings Arsenal fans together. I mean, Arsenal fans are always sort of split on on some sort of issue. And let's just hope that Arteta can lead us. Let's play. play, I'd I'd love, I really want Tottenham in the final and what we spank them. That's the dream, isn't it? I'd like to be at a fly curl, and that's also not going to happen. Now, Mordecai661 says, not an Arsenal fan, but curious of the concurrent view of Arteta. Well, who do you support, Mordecai? We are accepting of all fans here, so I don't care who you support. Just let us know. Um, Current view of Arteta, Carl? Uh, He's doing... He's doing a job at the moment. I mean, I think I was on the last time I was on with Chris and yourself, and I think we were saying that if he loses to Brighton, he's gone and he managed to to get a win. Oh, no, we said if he loses to Chelsea and Brighton, didn't we? We said he's gone and he managed to beat Chelsea and beat Brighton. So, you know, we've won four games in a row now. uh, And that's something that no one could say. At all, do you know? I didn't know this. Do you know there's no team in the Premier League this season, I believe, who's won is it five games in a row yet? No, no uh, team has done that, which is very not weird. surprised. Not surprised because it's uh, oh, here you go. Look, Mr. Why are you you they look at them, bless them. They're uh, he's asterisking out the uh, the the, the, the S word. That's good of you. Doesn't asterisk out your swear words though, yeah, but yeah, but fuck Spurs. And oh, Richard also says, "Spank Spurs, yeah, please." <laughs> I wouldn't really want to take the risk of um of doing that. I'm happy um, with Arteta. At the end of the day, he's working within his means. I mean, 
he wasn't picking the right players. Just be honest with you, because when he was picking Willy and Pepe uh, week in, week out, you and I could see that it wasn't working. But I don't know if he he didn't think he could trust the players, uh, the youngsters. And it was only because the the more experienced players were sick with COVID, I believe, uh, that he had to throw in the youngsters. And, you know, we managed to turn the... I can't remember who the game was against. Um, where he literally... We threw them in and it was like, oh, they're not too bad, are they? Let me play them again. Oh, they're really still not too bad. So, you know... Um, he he's got to. We've got to try and back him in the January. We need uh, definitely another. Against Chelsea, I think it was Chelsea where he had to play them, mm. and we end up beating them, um, which nobody expected because that was after our run of three defeats in four. Or was it yeah. four defeats in five? I can never remember. I'm sure it's a Chelsea game, and then he thought, "Fuck it, everyone expects me to lose this. Chuck the bows in, see how we get on." And how do we get on? You beat them. So yeah, and and um, that's what he, this is what we need to do. He now trusts the kids, but like you said, I think that we need some investment. And whoever that is, I don't know. I can't even name your names at the moment, but we'll probably talk about it on the pod. I keep saying this, but um, Arteta at the moment is doing the job that he's doing. At the moment, he's winning games. No manager is going to win every single game um, of a season, and there's going to be blips. And I just hope that Arsenal have had their blip. And now we can focus on uh, trying to climb up that table. We're going to lose another game between now and the end of the season. We know we will. And it's very, very obvious. I just don't want the meltdown to happen. I don't want our sort of heads to drop. I want us to just think, okay, this is one game. We can go on and win the next game. Because the kids can't save us forever. But Julian uh, Salmondo from um, Argentina this week, I think he is. He might even be in uh, wearing a hat. I think he might be. He says, I think the youngsters saved his job. I think you're right too. And Divun says, Divun, um, only thing that bothers me about Arteta is William. Well, he can. He, he wanted him and he's got him and can't really dump a player after six months, although he needs to. Um, David Keith, if Arteta sticks with the kids, we will be okay. Uh, Mr. Waffles is agreeing with Julian. Bum lick. Um, Matt Roberts, I can put a word in to someone at Marine if you know what would like another lasagna. I should read these before I um, highlight them, shouldn't I? Uh, yeah, I trust Carnage to say something nice. Martinelli and Smith Rowe were injured earlier in the season, thus Arteta couldn't pick them. Yeah, we know that. Uh, Nishan says, Mill Smith Rowe is a breath of fresh air rather than a farty air. That Willian is. Oh, Mordecai is a Liverpool fan. He says, but this season is crazy. The Everton game screwed our season. Thiago and Van Dyke injury. Yeah, I'm surprised that um, Liverpool haven't gone out and spent, because other than Van Dyke, they really didn't have a, a really good centre-back. You've got um, Gomez there, and you've got one other one. Um, but neither of those are top quality. They're, they're, they're kind of Mustafi and... Uh, Who's the other one that we could say? Uh, I'm trying. We've got so many of them. Maybe a, uh, a Chambers. They're those kind of level defenders. And when you are probably the best team in Europe, maybe the world, you would expect 
what's it now, the 9th of January, and Liverpool haven't gone out and spent £50 million on a centre-back that they would have had to buy anyway because they really need someone of top quality to, to partner Van Dijk. Now Van Dijk is out. I'd have thought January the 1st, uh, the stroke of midnight, that, um, that Kloppo would have had someone in. Don't you, Carl? Yeah, but maybe like every other uh, team, they can't. I think a lot of teams are are suffering this financial um, crisis than you think. I mean, I know we've just taken that £120 uh, million pound loan. And I, think I applied for one of those. They told me to get fucked. Yeah, I'm not surprised, Danny. Um, and I think Tottenham have done exactly the same. Mm. And I think you'll see other clubs doing uh, it as well because... I think having no fans in the stadium is really, really affecting. Um, Two million a game for us, wasn't it? Really, yeah, you literally talk. If you're talking, you've got 19 guaranteed home games um, at two million a pop. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money, and I think no matter how rich your owners are, on the space that are, we got a, a billionaire owner. He, he still can't support Arsenal the way... I mean, he, he didn't want to invest any in Arsenal anyway, but even worse now, you just can't do it because if you... I don't want to go into too much details. I think we need to he, he wants it to be a self-sustaining model. Yeah. And, and he's already dicked once for party and he ain't going to do it again. Yeah, you can't do that. If you don't have any money... Businesses, like, you've got to have money coming in to have money going out. If you've got yeah. nothing coming in, you can't, uh, you've got only things going out. Clearly, it's not the right business model, and you don't get to be a billionaire with just spending money. You know, that's that's that's, that's the facts in the matter. So, yeah, uh, at the moment, it's it, unless we, I mean, it's very dire at the moment, uh, football, because I can't see football fans going back into the stadiums this season. Well, that makes me sad because I can't meet you again. When would I see you again? Would I have to along, everyone. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I, I just don't. I just don't see it. I can't. The way the pandemic is at the moment, uh, I wouldn't see football fans going back into the stadiums this season. Just can't see it. Uh, and depending when we are next summer, because I don't. Anyway, it's politics. I don't trust the government, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't trust them. Change yeah, my I don't want to go into it, but yeah, I think um, that's a whole show all on its own. I think we have a long, long wait before we see yep. football fans, even half full. Um, even when this silly tiering system stops, it soon will be you know thousands uh, people in the stadiums, and then who to say that you won't be having a, a vaccine passport to say you can only come into the ground if you've had the coronavirus vaccine. Do you know what I mean? There's, I can see that happening as well. So, uh, who to say when that's going to happen? But yeah, it's sorry. one of those things. It's um, I just can't. Yeah, football fans at the moment, we we won't be in the stadiums for uh, this season, not at all. Sai Anvesh has tickled us. He's given a little tickle, tickle, tickle under the chin and said, "If we win the next game." He's going to subscribe to our Twitch. I hope you mean with a prime, not actual cash. Don't give us cash. We don't deserve cash. He says, uh, can you guys do player ratings? Is that something? Would you like to do that? We could, we could uh, rate the players. Um... Okay, right. We'll start off and everybody join in. Um, 
Uh, oh, here we go. There's somebody new. D-H-R-U-V. I think that's a Dhruv Ramani. Ramani. Dhruv. Dhruv. Just say Ramani. I think that's the... I'm not going to get that right. If you want to put it in, uh, like Divyun, he put his in phonetically. He put it in, um, and I will say it correctly. Do you reckon Gabriel will come straight into the team to replace Mari, or can we go with two left-footed centre-backs with Gabriel, Mari at the back? I think it's going to be holding and Gabriel, but there's so many games that I think Mari isn't going to get the hump because there's enough games for everybody to get time, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that I don't think Gabriel should come straight into the squad, but I know he will. I think, like I said, I think you've got to play your informed players. Um, if someone's playing really, really well, you keep them in the squad um, until they don't play well. Like you said, there's going to be loads and loads of games coming up that everyone's going to need a rest at some point. It's 100% it's, it's, it's going to be needed. So for me, against Crystal Palace, our next game, I would stick with um, Mari and Holding. Um, all right. We've also, uh, this this uh, Daniel was in Tom's chat and Tom got his surname right straight away. Oddly, German sounding names and Japanese sounding names I'm quite good at. So it's Daniel Schuldenfrey. How can I do that? And Scandinavian-sounding names, especially Finnish. So uh, I saw you in Tom's chat earlier, and uh, he says, can't we just give William back to Chelsea? (laughs) If only we could, Daniel, if only. Uh, Even though we we got him for free, Chelsea still uh, got the better end of the deal. (laughs) Mordecai has actually um, followed our Twitch. Thank you very much, Mordecai. And Rinat Sahab says, good evening, everybody. And um, Mordecai, we're going to do the player ratings in a minute. I'm just trying to get through your comments. He says, Mordecai says, LFC owners are smart spenders. They won't buy players for overpriced wages, especially when teams know they can jam prices up. When you're the best team in the world, people are going to go, oh, that player we want 20 million for, you can have him for 40. And we want it all up front. Uh, God, geez, this is a... Stefan Herringtonio Romance and Gothic Writings. If you have a book, feel free to put it in the chat, even if it's a little bit saucy. says, uh, Stefan shouldn't laugh, but I did, but still don't like seeing players hurt. Oh, because Stefan said, uh, go break a leg, Marine. Well, it's Spurs, so fuck them. And uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil Macker has put, Christ, how much Lucas Aid is paying you, Danny Boyle? Well, they're not paying me anything. In fact, Sudafed and Lucas Aid are, are what, what's keeping me going. Um Mordecai says, Cronky spent so too much money on the LA Rams Stadium, $1.3 billion. Oh, that's a but lot. But he thought you'd get that back, didn't he? he well, obviously, if that stadium's full, um, with people buying tickets and buying hot dogs and whatever else the Americans eat, like lots of sticks of butter, like um, corn dogs. Does yeah, like he, wrong? he thought that that stadium would be, he'd make his money back probably within maybe five years. But obviously now, with uh, the coronavirus pandemic, it's not going to happen. We've got another another follower on our Twitch. Solid, S-O-L-I-D. Oh, so I thought it said Solid Squid. It's not. It's Solid Liquid 78. Hello to you and Mordecai. Um, Drew Romani has said he pronounced it Drew. There you go. Right. Uh, 
Zoid is Zoid is getting angry. Look at him. He's banging in the ratings. So we'll start off with Leno. What's your rating for Leno, Carl? I would give him a 8.9. Oh, cheeky. I would give him an 8. Uh, it didn't really have much to do in the game. And when he did, he did it perfectly. See what else people are. Zoidberg has gone and done all the team already. So look at people. Dark Clown. Oh, yeah. Leno gets a 1. Dark Clown, you've been a clown about this. Come on, people. Ah, Divyun has said uh, an eight. Daniel has given him a nine. Stefan a seven five. K-Man has given him an eight. Um, (laughs) Here we go. Mr. Waffles, who is in, I think he's in, in Portland. I've seen a few pictures in your house. It always looks like it's dark and rainy that kind of area. He says uh, on American sports, piss-flavoured beer, nachos with yellow rubbery cheese like slime. That's what you eat in NFL games. <laughs> oh, Dark Clown says he gets a one because he is number one. Fair enough. Uh, data, did we, what was the, the, the rule, the FA rule that we were asking about? Because Data will know the answer to that. I said if you were here, what was the answer? Because we have no idea. Hmm. Anyway, someone might remind us what it was. Uh, Daytown's giving uh, him a seven, and then she says, no, an eight. What rule? I don't know. Someone in the chat, we were talking about the FA rules, that we always get them wrong. If Daytac was here, she'd know. Um, Richard gives Leno a nine. Uh, Come on, people. We were talking about the FA rules on something. Oh, on the penalty. Yes, if it wasn't because the when the player brought down Leno, um, the player caught him with his trailing um, right foot that was behind the player, and the commentators said it wasn't intentional, so it might not have been a, a penalty. I said it was a penalty, but I don't know the rules, and Carl agreed. So, data, maybe you know it wasn't in- intentional because it was his trailing leg that brought down Young. So let us know what you think to that. Ah, Noza has given Leno a an eight. That's very good. Uh, okay, no, no more. Right, we're going to move on to the right back, which was Cedric Suarez. I'm going to give him a seven, Carl, because I think he did some decent, decent work down that right hand side. He looks at times like he's more of a right wing back than a, a right back, but when you're playing two centre backs, you need to be more of a right back, don't you? Yeah, he wasn't brilliant, but he wasn't bad. So, uh, same with you, give him a seven. Uh, Daytax says the Alba foul was surely a penalty in her honest opinion and Data knows the rules so there you go and Drew has given well, I think he's coming back to Drew's one has given Mar, uh, Cedric a five oh Drew saucy K-Man a four Cy who in, told us to do this and take fucking hours a five Daniel a six five Stefan a six um Noza has put a 6-5 with Nissan or Nissan Cedric. There may well be a car in Japan called a Nissan Cedric. I watch a bloke from Australia called Rob CDE, and he lives in Tokyo. He's married a Chinese bird there called Tracy. And every night he goes on his bike and he rides around Tokyo. And I am hypnotized. I was awake till half past nine this morning watching him in bed. Uh, Data says Cedric sucks. Uh, Devune gives him a five, Richard a five. El Nenny says that, um, Data says El Nenny was good. I thought El Nenny was good. Some really good through balls, lit, tired towards the end. 
Uh, right, so the next one we're going to do is um, the right-sided centre-back was Louise. Carl, what are you going to give Louise? Firstly, we have to work through these a little bit quicker than we are doing them. Here we do. Uh, and I would give Louise uh, a seven. He wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He was uh, an average. Yeah, first game back, I'll give him a seven as well. We're going to read out the first three um, ratings that you lot give him. K-Man, seven. Sai gives him a six. And the last one I'm going to give a rating to was... Oh, Daniel gives him a seven. Right, next one, Mari. I'm going to give Mari an eight. Uh, I don't do fractions. It's too complicated. I'm going to give him an eight. I thought he's uh, a really good player. And that ball that he did over the entire field to the feet of Young. Magnificent. Uh, I would no seven again. I just don't think oh, that he was. Hard, please, he done nothing outstanding that he deserved an eight for. So a seven. He, he's did his job properly. Uh, there we go. I'm just going to highlight the ones that have done it. Uh, Mari only a six day tag. Um, the next one, Tyranny, is there even any point? We'll start off with David Keith giving him a 10. I'm giving him a 10 just because he's brilliant. I'll give him 11 if I could. He's magnificent. He's my favourite player at the club at the moment, him and Lacazette. Um, Does anybody yeah, I, not give him a 10? Show uh, yourselves. <laughs> uh, me, because no player is actually perfect unless they get a hat-trick, so I give him a 9. God, horrible man. <laughs> well, Kaiser has joined in with the... Uh, he's one of our... Subscribers on Twitch. Hello. Did we talk about the Smith Row red card? Yes, we did. And we come to the conclusion, or I did, that as he stood there and didn't walk off or complain, there was just confusion all around and it wasn't a red card. Um, Sai says, who invented this, he gets a man of the match. Stefan says a nine. Daytax says a nine. And Daniel gives him 500. And Mr. Waffles gives him a 10. And Richard gives Tierney 20. And uh, Drew gives Katie over 9,000. <laughs> not sure how that works. Um, on midfield, um, uh, let's go with Pepe. I'm going to give Pepe a two. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, he gets a three from me. <laughs> um, Cricketsi has put a left back get needing a hat trick for a ten. Sounds like a Pez rating system. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, so people's ratings for Pepe, go and put them in the chat and I'll highlight them. On the other side, William, I'm giving him a zero. What are you giving him? William gets a two, I think. He, yeah, he gets a two. It's no good whatsoever. Terrible. Oh, look, my brother's in the chat. Mum did say hello, but I said no and sent her to the garden. <laughs> Poor old Moogie. It's her birthday soon. It's going to be 77, to be sure. Ah, potato. Um, Richard Morris has given Pepe one million because I have his shirt. God knows he doesn't need it. Um, I'm losing track of You can just put your own things in. We're running out of... Uh, and who else have we got in the... El Nene. El Nene. I'm going to give El Nene a solid uh, 7.5. I've broken my own rules. You don't do fractions. I know. I've broken it. Fucking weirdo. Um, I would give him a seven as well. Um, I think I, he was okay. And then uh, Nelson, I'm going to give Nelson a six. I would, deserved a five, but a six because he only had 12 minutes to get ready. Uh, Nelson gets a five from me. 
Good God, everyone's going mad. I don't even know what your numbers are for anymore. We're losing track of everything. And uh, Obama Young, uh, I'm going to break his down into three sections. First half, a three. Second half, a four. And extra time, extra time I'm giving him a six. <laughs> uh, it's all one game. He gets a... So you can't sit, you told me I can't do fractions, so he's gonna have to get a a seven. I thought Ooh. there's I thought there was some chances he missed and he could have done better, but yeah. he scored, so he kind of redeemed himself, so he gets a seven. How about Willock? Willock gets a three from me. I thought it was this wasn't his game today. Um and I'm not too sure because maybe they packed the midfield, he didn't have enough time or space to do anything, but today he was uh, wasn't very good, and I think today was his chance to put himself in the shop window for Arteta, and he didn't do himself any favours. Hmm. Okay, I think that's all the starting eleven. Now we need to look at the. Uh, oh, I keep changing all my pages. Where I had all my all my stuff ready. So, so, so Lacazette, he we won't do him. Ten. Anymore. <laughs> uh, gets a nine. I thought yeah. he came on and done. He's done. the game. Yep, hundred percent. Um, Granite Xhaka. Uh, I think if you have a player, five is the middle, and they're shit, they get less, they're better, they get more. I think the more Xhaka plays with the better players, his averages are going up. He's having more and more good games and less and less bad games. So I'm going to give Xhaka an eight. For the short time he was there, I think he looked really good. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give him an eight as well. And I think. You're, you know, Danny, I think you hit the nail on the head. When he plays the likes of Willian and Pepe, yeah, he doesn't have, he can't do anything because those players don't run or get the ball to them and they do nothing with it. And I think that when you play with better players, you automatically are a better player because the pass that you do comes off. So I agree with most of the people in the chat as well. Um, I, yeah. David, you tear. Jack <laughs> um, uh, definitely gets an eight from me. Uh, I like how the chat. I like how the chat's evolving, Carl. Rather than putting numbers, they're putting the players because they know we're lost and we're. I'm just randomly clicking on people's names. So. In the first place, but yeah, um, Emil Smith Rowe, everyone. Emil Smith Rowe. What does oh. he get? Danny, um, for me, just, he has just, to get uh, a nine, doesn't he? Only because you say he can't have a ten. I'm going to give him a nine. It's just, it's just everything that you want from a modern day footballer. He's he wants to play all the time. He's creative going forward. He is on the same wavelength as so many other players around him. It's just it's just give him a new contract now before he joins West Ham on a free. He reminds me of a, of, of a young Jack Wilshere, but with more goals in him. Oh, Jack! Do you think he'll sign for um, Bournemouth? He's yeah, training with Bournemouth. Yeah, six month loan at um, Bournemouth. Uh, hopefully, so he can get some game time and then come back to Arsenal. Uh, yeah, so who else we got? We got um, Saka. I mean, Saka came on, I think, was very good as well. And he gets a, a, a I want to say, my, my heart says, you, Why can't I have a fraction, Danny? All right, all right, eight, it gets an eight. I'm giving him pi, which is 3.14, Recur, not recurring. That's the same number over and over. I'm going to give him a, an eight because he played a lot of the game. And as soon as he came on, things started to click. And that was the beginning of us turning the game around and uh, making us play better. So I'm going to give him an eight um, because he's one of my favourites at the club. Um, there we go. I highlight uh, a few of those. 
I don't know if we can give um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles a rating because... 30 seconds. He, 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 what do he have, like one pass? No, uh, just... So for one pass, it was on target, so he's got 100% pass accuracy. Uh, Shortly, it's a 10, right? <laughs> he didn't pass out. It's the no. perfect game. So he gets a five, no, but you can't give him a rating. But um, yeah, all in all, we played quite well. I think what we've highlighted, the fact that William and uh, Pepe should be nowhere near the squad. I think that's what we've highlighted, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, Divian is giving Saka a three pie, which is 9.42. Is it? 3.14. 3.14 times three is not 9.42, is it? Yes, it is. It, it is. is indeed. I counted that wrong. Uh, Richard Morris is off his trolley. He's going to make the Niles a million. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh God. Um David Keith, how much is Saka worth? Cost us nothing. How much is Pepe worth? Cost us seventy two million. I think it's reversed seventy two million and zero. <laughs> We've been waffling on for too long. Oh, we haven't even done the questions. We've only got a few in here. I'll do them quickly. Um Julian Salmondo says, What about a cheeky bid for Fraser Foster five million? No. No. Good. Formerly knows, uh, what's the point of William? There isn't one. Make up the squad numbers. Good. Phil Macker, do you think Arteta will look to shift William out or does he have the potential to sing stink in the place out like Ozil? Can he go? Can he get rid of him? Three, uh, two and a half years left? Uh, he won't be able to get rid of him for the simple fact that, no, he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, he's on a high contract. His agent basically runs a club. Um, so, no, he's not going anywhere. But there again, we do know Inter Milan. I uh, love uh, what's his name, and and Antonio Conte uh, does love uh, past it Premier League players. I mean, look at he uh, uh, said Will Young. It's not Will Young, the singer, is it? It's Ashley Young, that scumbag. He's he's over there. He's got half of the Premier League pensioners over there. So maybe Inter Milan will come in for him. He say you can have him for nothing. Uh, Matt Roberts, he says, uh, why do we always get stuck with crappy co-commentators? No offence, Karen Carney, in the EL. In these games, while others will get stuck with ones who should be doing our game, like Keown. Yeah, Arsenal fans or Plex players should be doing the Arsenal games. Uh, some of the shit that Danny Murphy was coming out with tonight, he's just a bitter wanker, isn't he? His entire career, he won one FA Cup, two League Cups. I'm not even because Wikipedia puts down that if you're at the club and they won a competition, you won it, which you didn't. Unless you play in the final, you shouldn't get a bloody medal. Um, So he won a couple of League Cups, a European Super Cup. But he's just a fucking arsehole, a miserable little prick. And Karen Carney, shit. I really didn't like Karen Carney until I saw her on Twitter and thought, oh, she looks like a nice person. And she doesn't look angry like I thought she would do, but she sounds like a 14-year-old boy. And is that other one, um, Clinton Morrison, another fucktard who should be nowhere near commentating. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. I hate she- when ex-players, like I hate when Gary Neville um, commentates on my United games and when Jamie Carragher commentates on the two biased. I don't think they should be McManaman, able to. Owen. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to commentate on their own ex-teams games. I think it's ridiculous. We should have Alex Scott commentating on Alex Scott and Ian Wright. Just let them do all of the Arsenal and and also Gabby Logan and um, Kelly Cates. And there you go. Those four. I just want all those four commentating on the Arsenal games. And uh, maybe a little bit of Keown. 
every now and then. I like Lee Dixon. I like Alan Smith. I like all of that a lot. But it's a good point. Arsenal, ex-Arsenal players should commentate on the Arsenal games. Make everyone happy. Then we're not going to complain, are we? Are we? As Steve says, get on with it. Yes. Yeah, um, Stefan says um, Alan Shearer and Ian Wright were, were great. Yeah, they were arguing they in the studio. Very, they were very <laughs> good. I think, I think, um, I, I was saying it in my head, uh, Gary Lineker, um, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer have really good chemistry together. Like, I think they are very, very good together. Hmm. You're very right there. And um, right, that's uh, the end of the show. We have done a, a half-hour show. It's taken an hour and a half, Carl. Whose fault was that? Uh, Chris Carpenter's fault. Hmm? And if you want to contact... Oh, you can't, can you? Should we give out his email address for nudes? <laughs> Chris loves a dick pic, he does. Uh, On his own, sadly. Don't know what he's missing out on, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, he's not Chris Carpenter anymore. It's Chris Trump because him and the Donald have exactly the same thing in common. They got kicked off Twitter. Daytac says, good job, bye-bye. That is in a good mood. What better way to end a show? Um, so we will be back on thir- Tuesday with me and Carl and Femi and possibly one other because uh, we've got one group of seven and another group of another four, and that's 11 people, Carl. Do you know how many people have replied to it? Danny, say goodbye. Hmm? Moan. Say goodbye. Sickening. Thank you very much, Carl. Thank you very much, everybody in the the chat and everybody at home on the tractor, on the toilet, in the bath. And uh, yeah, if you haven't spoken to your friends in a while, give them a ring. See if they're all right. It's tough times out there. Anybody. Tough times indeed. Right. Thank you very much, Carl. No worries, Daniel. Anytime. And we will see you. On, we won't see you on Tuesday because we're doing the podcast not live because uh, it's just easy for us. We can talk more. So until Tuesday, goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.